Gentlemen, we're back. Episode two of the Three and Out podcast, and damn, does it feel good. Lots of exciting things happened this weekend and lots of exciting things to talk about. But how are you guys doing? I could be doing better if uh, Ole Miss <laughs> didn't ruin my lock of the week, my first lock. I, I mean. Tough game. We'll get, we'll get into that later, though. I know yeah. you have some thoughts on that. I have a lot to say about one of – not one of, actually. How about just this? The most overrated team in college football through, I guess that was, what, week eight last week? Uh, one of the worst performances I've seen by an AP top 10 team in my 22 years. Coming up on 23 years of living. Awful. Awful. How you doing, Noah? Yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty good. I mean, UCLA could have treated me a little bit better. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> had a game. Had a game in the second quarter, and then just Oregon. Okay. I mean, I have a few notes from this game. I mean, I mm. we'll go. We'll go game to game. I'll save it. Yeah. But yeah, I got. I got something in my defense. Okay. Yeah. If if <laughs> you would have told ready. me, I prepared, I prepared my defense. <laughs> Fair enough. If you would have told me or pretty much any, not only us three, but anyone in the country that after eight weeks, Georgia's win over Oregon would be one of the best wins in the country. I would have like, I would have laughed because I thought Oregon was going to go eight and four after maybe, maybe nine and three after that game, but they've turned it around and I watched it. We'll talk about it more in depth in a second, but uh, Bo Nix for Heisman. <laughs> Couldn't say <laughs> course, face. Maybe good. he did. He's hey, like, Bo Nix Bo is having fun. He is. He's balling out. He's definitely, he's playing Alabama every week because he always played well versus them for some reason. But um, yeah, Mr. Nash, you had a graphic, I believe, of all of our I records. Did. I'm going to throw that Ugh. up. We're going to let's see that. Get everybody on the, the current standings here. Let's see it. All right. Here we there are. There it is. There it is. So, as you can see, the, the graphic from the Instagram post, a little updated here, uh, run through, um, you know, um, not too bad from everybody here. Me and Chris, one pick away from being perfect. And then yeah. uh, Noah with UCLA. Uh, so yeah, we can just go ahead and start with Syracuse and Clemson. Okay. I know that a good friend of mine who listens to this is a Clemson fan. So I'm going to take it a little easy on Clemson, even though you guys know, (laughs) (laughs) you guys know last season I had beef with Clemson and in in the past I have this game last year though. It was, it was, was. did either of you catch this game? Like, did you get to watch any of it? I caught towards the end. Okay. Yeah. I saw a good bit. Um, I see all the, the, stuff in the fourth quarter though the the calls let me just say i I watched this whole i heard about that i watched this whole game and this season more than recent seasons there has been egregiously bad officiating and i don't know what it is and the thing that kills me is inconsistent officiating because in this game i was watching it there was a hit on uh cade clubnick or whatever his name is he was running like his foot was still in the green and then the dude hit him they threw a flag so pass or roughing the passer on uh on syracuse and that kind of screwed up the momentum. They had a few more idiotic penalties. Clemson scored a touchdown. Like the next drive, I want to say, or the next drive or two, uh, same thing happens, but it's way worse. Like uh, Garrett or whatever the quarterback's name is for Syracuse is running. He's like two steps out of bounds. The dude gets jacked up, no flag. And I'm like, if you're going to call it one, you got, you got to call it fair, both sides. And at least in the Alabama game, they were they were calling it awfully on both sides, like the pass interferences, you know, but like this was, this was egregious in my opinion. And uh, Clemson escaped and I, I'm not, I'm not, you know, blown away by this backup dude coming in. His mojo is more so what like changed and allowed Clemson to win. His ability didn't impress me too much. And my God, DJ, you stink. You stink. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. That second pick that got him pulled. Uh, you, if you haven't seen that, you got to watch it. Like this. See it. He just chucked it. It was the first play of the drive, I'm pretty sure. He drops oh, back oh. and just chucked it. It basically might as well have punted the ball. 
it was awful. Clemson is, they have some impressive wins. I'll give them that. They have, you know, Wake Forest, NC State. But I just don't know what it is. There's a feeling with this team. If they get in the playoff, I think they lose by like 17. So at least they yeah. get they get walked by anybody in, in that play. I, I think I think I mean, so. Yeah. With the, yeah. With the current state of the ACC, I think that's where they're heading. I don't know <laughs> if there's anybody that's going to get them. I don't know. They, yeah. I think they're just going to keep getting away with it. Yeah. It sucks because Wake is on their side of the division, and or Wake is on Wake's oh, a pretty yeah. good team. So they are. I really saw Syracuse as kind of their last roadblock because now over the next four weeks, everyone's going to forget about them. And then Selection Sunday is going to roll around and Dabo and his stupid pizza party with <laughs> the Clemson Tigers yeah. are going to be, you know, strolling into the playoff to play somebody they, you know, are going to get blown out by. I don't know. I, they do have to go to South Bend. That still interests me just because that environment can be tough. But it's uh, South Bend. Yeah. Yeah. They lost there in uh, 2020, right? Or didn't Notre Dame finally get over the hump and, and won a big game, I want to say. They, they beat – or maybe I'm hallucinating. I don't know. It's the game DJ. No, you're played. right. Okay, you're right. Yeah. The game DJ, like, had all these high expectations, like, yeah. lit the world on fire. and then Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm confusing it with the semifinal where Clemson won, like, 30-3 yeah. or something. Lots well, on Trevor. Trevor came yeah. back. And then, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All that's to say, I think Clemson is a lock for the four if they just win every week. Like, if they win the AC championship and they're 13-0, yeah. they're the four slot. Yep. Yep. No, with that Sorry. Sorry, TCU. Actually, TCU wins out. Maybe there's an argument to be had. I mean, we can jump around on this graphic. TCU, Kansas State, it was a fun game. It really was. I caught, like, mm-hmm. half of it, I would say. I don't buy in fully on TCU, though. Like, I think they're 100% going to slip up, maybe even this week. Who do they play this week? Uh, uh, I want to say, let's see, I have it written down. TCU plays not Oklahoma State because they already played them. They play someone sneaky yet again. Uh, I'm going to have to look. Like Texas, Iowa. Yeah, Iowa, they're at Texas soon. So that, that okay. could be interesting. The, the Big 12 is going to be each schedule. other. Nothing, nothing left really like freaked me out as far yeah. as TCU goes. But I just feel like TCU is in a big game every week. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. I feel like they're playing somebody – pretty good every week and like that'll either ruin them because okay you know how much is too much or they'll be battle tested by the time the postseason rolls around and you never know mm-hmm. a hot team is very dangerous i've Indeed, got that schedule right now. um so they've got west virginia and then um, texas tech and then they're at texas and then baylor and then iowa state to end it off yeah west virginia hmm, they're respectable I, I will say, though, uh, at Texas, at Baylor, back-to-back weeks, they are losing one of those games. I would be very confident saying that right now. Baylor's always a tough out, it feels like. Yeah, I mean, they they seem to be on the come-up right now. They were putting a whooping on Kansas until Kansas started to come back, but mm-hmm. that's a story for another time. Kansas season is <laughs> over. <laughs> it was, uh, it was fun, fun while, while it lasted. Yeah, exactly. Fun while it lasted. Yeah. Those Jayhawks. So uh, how do you feel about that UCLA-Oregon game, gentlemen? I know we teased it earlier. <sighs> Noah, I know you had UCLA. I'm ready to mount my defense. All Let's right. I'm going to I'm gonna need to share the screen real quick. In my defense, and those of you listening on um, Spotify or wherever else, they were wearing these candy-ass uniforms. <laughs> they have... I, they <laughs> like pink numbers, like pink on the helmets. Like you see a uniform like this and you go, oh, okay. So they're going to lose by 50, right? 
No, it just so happened Bo Nix transformed into God himself <laughs> and willed this team to victory. Um, so yeah, that's my defense. I saw the uniforms and I said, there is no way that they're going to win in these candy ass uniforms, pink and lime green. Like that's come on. You can't do that. I think they should have just went all pink. I think they just should have all pink would have looked great. I think that would have looked better. Absolutely. It would, it, it would or like just pink and black or something. Yeah. But just yeah. Did, throwing, just throwing the, the green. Yeah. yeah, yeah throw, I think yeah. throwing the green in there is just, it's gross um, really. Right. Yeah. My only other comments, and then I'll let you guys get into your thoughts. Uh, Oregon and Lanning, I, real deal. Yeah. Dan Lanning, probably the hire of the offseason. Great coach. You know, we know him from his time at Georgia. Yeah. Great coach. Um, so, yeah, they're perennially probably going to be a favorite in the Pac 12 for a long time. Uh, secondly, UCLA is not out of this by any means. They have a very favorable schedule for the rest of the season. They've got Stanford at Arizona State, Arizona at home. Then they play USC at home and then are at Cal. So theoretically, you, you might be looking at an 11-1 season if you can beat USC at home. I will say that's basically going to be a home game for you for USC just because the UCLA fans yeah, seem is. non-existent. But if they win that, I, I, are we looking at a UCLA-Oregon rematch in the Pac-12 championship likely that that it would probably be because be. I, I Oregon That's plays USC right right I believe so Oregon does play USC okay. so a lot still has to happen I think <sighs> does you USC's already played Utah does Oregon play Utah I think they I don't even know to be honest with you the Pac-12 conference is one that I don't like study up on it's all I know they don't have division so yeah. Of the five, I'm the least intelligent in that conference, but I do know that USC plays Notre Dame, but that's kind of irrelevant conference-wise. So. Uh, November 19th, Utah travels to Eugene. L, you're not going to Eugene and winning, in my opinion. I think I said that last week. I was like, Eugene's you're just not going to win there. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, no no shot. Um, I will say, from what I watched of this game, I was switching back and forth because there was three games on at 3.30 I was watching, and twice I changed to the Oregon game. And the graphic for touchdown was on its own was dancing in the end zone. So I was like, damn, I just need to keep changing Damn. the channel. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah, that was a, it turned out to be a pretty big, like blowout, right? Like a 20 point game or something. Sadly. Yeah. Yeah. What can you do? Uh, Bo was yeah, on. Bo was having fun. Ooh. Yeah. Playing loose. Lots of fun to be had. Yep. No. Yeah. Mm. Another team that looked like they bounced back a little bit was the Alabama Crimson Tide. If you want to throw that graphic back up, Brando, oh, we can get that back up. We can look at that, but I will say oh, looking at up. those, looking at those Oregon jerseys inspired me for a video or like an, an off season topic of top five or Mount Rushmore or top 10, whatever ugliest college football uniform you've ever seen. That would be Ooh. on there. The Florida like Gator skins would definitely be on there. And to take a shot at the Georgia Bulldogs, the atrocity that they the were oh. in the Boise yep. state game. Disgusting. Yep. Disgraceful. Yeah. I was yeah we, the same thing. We have a lot of potential for uh, some tier list yeah. activities and mm -hmm. some Mount Rushmore's. And, yes. Yeah. And, I mean, endless this ideas. This is going to be fun. Endless. endless. It's going to be a lot of fun to get into that for sure. But the Alabama Crimson Tide, a team that doesn't really go for a lot of flashy with the jerseys. They're just old school football. And uh, they took care of business, but I wasn't impressed. I'm just going to say it. I wasn't impressed. They won 30-6 to six versus Miss State. If Miss State 
if they had, I don't know what happens to them. Like, and especially this year, like they were driving early and then they just like quiver with fear and they give up. I don't know what it is. I, I, ooh, I'm teasing something two weeks ahead. Uh-huh. I, if I could put money on it now, I would. Death Valley nighttime kickoff. They confirmed it today, November 5th, same day that Georgia plays Tennessee, Alabama travels to Death Valley. That place is going to be rocking. I just keep your actually, eyes, keep your eyes on that matchup. That's all I'm saying. I actually did have a note about Alabama. They seem to stabilize. I caught the highlights. That was one I couldn't watch. I was, mm-hmm. you know, I had stuff going on. Life was, you know, yeah. a thing. I, from what I saw in the highlights, they're defensive backs. The discipline seemed to be kind of back because they were very, very grabby against Tennessee, mm-hmm. which was terrible to watch, but fun at the same time, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Road struggles for Alabama have been a theme this year, and their next two at LSU and then at Ole Miss. That's tough. That is a very tough stretch, and they finish out some high school team at home and then Auburn at home. Which Auburn's more more like a JV team this year, so (laughs) there's not much hope there. I will say they are going to split. I I will make a statement right now. Alabama – and when they lose to either LSU and they're going to lose to LSU, in my opinion, that's early prediction. I think they're going to beat the doors off Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss is going to go eight and four. I'm not even kidding. You're going to take Brian Kelly over Nick Saban, bro. I'm not, I, I I'm taking Jaden Daniels over the Alabama defense. Not, <laughs> I have no that's confidence fair. in that's Brian. Kelly. Okay. If, okay. if Brian yeah. Kelly can just not be a moron for two seconds and Elaine Kiffin's a total idiot too. He goes for it on fourth down an absurd amount of time. All the time. Just take three. And he's like, on the 10 yard line and it's like fourth and three, like just take the three. He should have done it multiple times uh, this past well, week. I think this is, this is a good segue then. Yeah. It's a great, <laughs> it's a great segue because uh, I guess death Valley is where dreams go to die. Cause Ole Miss was the number seven team in the country and they went up 17, three. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to, my, my parlay is going to hit, which I'll talk about in a second. <laughs> and uh, they shit the bed. I mean, there's no way, there's no way around it. They were up 17, three and they stunk it up. Um, it, Horrible, co- like Lane Kiffin. People want him as their coach. I don't. Why would you want Lane? Kiffin? What has Lane Kiffin proven besides the fact that he was a damn good offensive coordinator with with Nick Saban's talent? I'm serious. He hasn't done a damn thing as a head coach. He was Tennessee. Uh, was he FAU? Now he's Ole Miss. He's gonna get his ass handed to him on a silver platter by Nick Saban. I can't wait to put all my money on Alabama when that spread drops. I uh, I kind of had a similar note. I, I said Ole Miss bigger frauds than A and M. <laughs> at least the Aggies have the decency to lose early in the year. Fair. That's fair, Good actually. Point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, honorable mention, I guess. Texas A&M lost to South Carolina. South Carolina nice. is ranked now. Did you gentlemen see that? I didn't see that. 25th. Yeah. First time ranked in the AP poll since 2018. Beamer ball. Wow. How do you feel, Brandon? You think Our South role. Carolina can make a little like backseason run? Get the Clemson Tigers a run, maybe? Uh, <laughs> that's a that's a reach. I'm just as a Georgia fan, I'm happy that they're winning. I want them to win out. That, How funny that would that, be that much better? But I, I like Shane Beamer a lot. I like Shane Beamer a lot. He's, yeah. he's he feels like a genuine guy. You know, mm-hmm. video of him saying, "Really?" He's just like, you know, really, really. He says it twice in every single thing. It's like his um, like he just says it constantly. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Maybe yeah. a little corny, but you know, a little bit. It, it's okay. You know, oh. I think he, I think he, um, you know, can can overcome that with his genuineness you know i, I kind of feel yeah. Like, yeah. like like him at like i did um dabo in the beginning you know remember yes. dabo in the beginning i liked him in the beginning he seemed like a genuine guy but now yeah. different story <laughs> now 
Yeah, yeah running I, 30 yards in front of the team to really make a statement. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm taking shots at Clemson today. I apologize. <laughs> one last I, I note. I want to make uh, one note about that game. Um, yeah. I made a tweet about them rushing the field. I still think it's embarrassing. Um, I have come to come to find out that this is a tradition they have. It's called, I, uh, I, I, would I think it's called yeah. um, meet at the paw. They do it for every game. Uh, I still think it's corny. I don't. That's care corny. Watching them yeah. storm the field against a Did team LSU that storm the field by fourteen points is just. I don't know how. I don't know how you're not embarrassed. Mm-hmm. It's. It, I, I agree. It, it's pretty dumb. Did LSU storm the field this week? I don't think I they thought did. I saw that. They might have. I didn't might have. see anything about it. I feel okay. like they would have posted it somewhere. They may have. I'm, I hmm. might have missed it. But. One last note about Lane Kiffin. Potentially this offseason, you know, he's a kind of unpredictable guy. Mm-hmm. We could see him potentially have a wandering eye in terms of jobs. Where do you think he'd go? I saw – didn't they track his flight? Auburn. Low-key. Perhaps. <laughs> Auburn, hey, as much as we don't like Auburn, Auburn's a premier program. They're one of those – they're in the national spotlight. Like, I mean, you kind of have to be playing Alabama every year, playing Georgia every year. You have the exposure. You have the, you know, facilities to compete with the best. I'm just not sure Ole Miss is built for long-term success with Lane. Like, he would be set up at another – program i agree the only thing is and i could definitely first of all i could definitely see him going to auburn the thing is like he's just going from one west team to another and in shambles auburn's in shambles right now so he would have to still play nick saban still all these coaches i don't know where else he would go i think he would stay in the sec um (laughs) imagine if he went to like vandy or something crazy i mean i know that vandy's going to keep their coach for a few more years but that would be wild if he brought vandy to relevance somehow chip kelly to auburn Mm. (laughs) that would be something um all i'm all i know is old miss is going to lose a few more games i'm gonna i'm gonna pull up their schedule real quick uh i know that they're going to lose to alabama would you gentlemen agree or no (laughs) yeah old miss i I mean almost unless like unless they have the magic which you know, hardly ever happens. Channel uh, 2014 real quick. Is it 2014 or 20? Or both. 2014 and 15. I think so, yeah. Uh, here's, here we go, and then we'll move on from this game. Ole Miss at Texas A&M. I think a- A&M in a bounce back. I'm not even kidding. That place will be sort of loud, maybe. Uh, Alabama at home loss. At Arkansas, maybe a win. And the Egg Bowl is a coin toss. So, I the, the, the best Ole Miss is going to me is 9-3. The last game on this list we haven't talked about, I want to say, is Texas-Oklahoma State, correct? Yep, I believe so. Shootout, just like we kind of said. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was my lock of the week. I think I had Oak State plus six and a half, and they won by seven. So I was worried. I watched this here and there, and it looked like Texas was going to pull away at one point. But uh, near the end, I want to say Quinn Ewers choked, and he threw a pick. Uh, so that's what happened. He didn't clutch Choke up. Choke is and, a good way to describe it. Yeah, Oklahoma State I, still alive in the Big 12 conversation. Yeah. Very much so with one loss. Very much so. Very much so. I have a I have a note about Texas. Um, yeah, Quinn Ewers not very impressive. Nineteen for forty nine, which is thirty eight percent. Three nineteen, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, is Sark on the hot seat? Yeah, I think he opinion. is. Um, one, this is the the reason I ask. They have blown seven plus point leads 
in seven out of 10 losses under Sark while he's been coaching at Texas. And all three losses this year have been blown seven plus point leads. Yeah. That's I, uh, disgusting. Putrid. <laughs> yeah. I, there's a sad Falcons fan, but yeah, that's not great. Obviously not good. How like Texas is a team that wants so desperately to be back like Texas every year, like what Tennessee is right now is what Texas wishes they were. If that makes sense. Um, I feel like they, always try to take shortcuts to it you know yeah yeah it's like they try to not the how gun. you build a program um, like you got to build ground up you know mm-hmm. and they're just trying to hire some hot shot oc and turn it around immediately with a transfer and then you know one quarterback but is this sark's uh second or third year at texas i think it's year two okay i think that he'll have one more season and if they go eight and four or like seven and five he's out of there i don't care He's if done. he starts, if he starts like one and two or one and three, mm-hmm. they pull the plug. You think? I think I think, I, I think so. And even more, even more interesting is is Arch going to be there next year? I think is That's he twenty plus twenty twenty three. So if he ends up there, and I already have this prediction, I hope to God this doesn't happen. He's going to go to Texas for a year, and then he's going to transfer to Tennessee. That makes me sick, but it's going to happen. Book it. <laughs> I'd say Ole Miss before Tennessee, just because his dad went to Ole Miss. Like Fair. I get the Tennessee connection, but yeah. at the same time, it's like, mm, yeah, I don't know. Plus, to say. Tuck Tennessee. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but yeah. um, Brandon, you have any thoughts on this Texas Texas Oklahoma State game or the current state of the Big Twelve? Um, you gentlemen did a great job, you know, overviewing it. I, I just yeah. want to add. I know, I know, Texas is not back, but um. I am a very big B. John Robinson fan. And as a Falcons fan, yeah. I'd love to see him on my football team one day. Probably won't happen. But he's one of the one of the bright spots of that football team. Great mm-hmm. running back. Um, Fair. You know, but just not enough for Oklahoma State. So, Best player in college football, in my opinion. Very good. Bijan. Yep. Over Hendon Hooker. I don't know if I'll go that's that blasphemous far, to the oh, Tennessee Hendon fan. Hooker, <laughs> Hendon Hooker is the number three quarterback. I still got uh, Stroud and Young. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I take Bryce Young over him still, even though Alabama lost the game um, and Stroud as well. So yeah, I, I probably fair. Yeah. yeah. Probably agree with you there. Yeah. So just to recap our week eight picks, uh, I went five and one, Brandon went five and one and Noah went four and two. I don't know what that brings the overall total to, but it's still a pretty close race. There's obviously multiple weeks left in the season. Um, we also, I have that, I have that total. Um, it was on, let me, okay. I, won't, I won't share it. I, I'll just, uh, Yep. I'll read it off. We'll see where we're at. Um, Fire it up. I'm two games out of first, I think. Yeah. Two so uh, I'm at 28 and 15. Chris is at 27 and 16. Sure. And then Noah is 24 and 19. Ooh, okay. So a tight race. Yeah. A tight race there. A tight race, um, yeah. I don't know if we do anything for the loser of that. Um, I haven't discussed that yet, but it could be fun potentially. It could be. <laughs> um, we'll see. We'll see. I wonder if there's going to be any more variety moving forward because we usually have fairly similar picks. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I might get gutsy here in yeah. a sec. I got. I already know November fifth. I, I gave a little hint of, of one that I'm going to pick. It's going to be wrong probably, but who cares? <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, those were our just overall picks. We also had our locks of the week this week. Uh, <laughs> me and Chris both won our locks. We did. Um, never a doubt. K-State TCU over 53, never, never in my mind was a doubt. 
Oklahoma State. How'd you feel about that, Chris? You you get it, nervous at all? Uh, sweat it out, as they say. Uh, it came, yeah. <laughs> came down to the last second. Shout out Quinn Ewers for the for the clutch pick at the end there. Um, <laughs> Oklahoma <laughs> State. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to touch him again for the rest of the season, but hell yeah, it felt too good to be true. Almost, you know, Texas yeah. Vegas favors him for some weird reason. That's yeah. fair, Brandon. How do we I feel? feel? the same way about that sentiment um it felt too good to be true and it was yeah uh, vegas knows something you know i think it's more all that story that's fair uh, you know enamored by that line i thought yeah. they were yeah they go up 17-3 i didn't even i i didn't catch a good bit of that game i saw they're up 17-3 that i mean thought they had it easy um yeah so shout out Jaden daniels mm-hmm. he's a baller he's very good <laughs> The ruiner of life. <laughs> let me just let me just say this about Ole Miss because I was confident. I was right there with you last week about that plus two. I had it in a parlay. Now let me break this down for you real quick. I had a four leg parlay, and in that parlay, here's what I got everything at: Oak State plus six and a half, or excuse me, just plus six. I had Duke plus ten versus Miami. Both of those hit. Oregon money line over UCLA that hit, and then Ole Miss gets out to a 17-3 lead. I had them money line winning the game. And I thought I'm about to hit my first parlay. And then what do they do? They shit the bed. Uh, they are a victim of fraud, as that graphic says right there for those watching the video. Atrocious performance. And uh, I'm I'm anti anti Ole Miss from here on out. Oof. Oh yeah, absolutely. Agreed. Absolutely. Agreed. I, I I didn't put a bet down or a parlay anything, but I don't think I'm touching them the rest yeah. of the way out. Um, yeah. That that was a a, a tough draw there. Um, because I think it got didn't it get to even. I I picked yeah. that it got to plus one on Friday night. And then it got I saw. to plus one or even. Yeah. So I was feeling good going into it. Yeah. Um, but obviously we saw what happened. Yeah. So my pick for TCU, I think that that was criminal how low that total was. As balanced as TCU has been on offense over the past month, and I made a note of this um before we started recording. TCU had 285 passing yards and 215 rushing yards. Very balanced on the offensive side of the ball. So I knew they could score in any way. I knew K-State had uh, that running back. But that one never really seemed in doubt to me. Honestly, I didn't even watch the game. I just woke you up. You cruised that like, oh. I think that <laughs> yeah. hit um, 66. I think that was the total for that game. So I think, you yeah. 13. You boys win any other bets this week? Uh I don't like to toot my own horn much, but I did hit my first ever parlay. Uh, my I was Man. with family over the weekend on Saturday. My cousin, my brother, and I all placed the same exact parlay, so we all won some money. Uh, this was a three-leg parlay. I had TCU minus three and a half and the over in that game, which is displayed on the screen right now. And then I had Penn State minus five and a half versus Minnesota. That was classic bounce back. They beat the hell out of Minnesota. And uh, I think I put like five on it and I won about 30. So that was a really cool experience, especially after the previous week when I was down tremendously the weekend of the Mm. Alabama, Tennessee game. Yeah, that was tough. Uh, You and I were together rough. That's the lowest low I've had when it comes to putting money on games for sure. Yeah. That weekend was rough just because it was, it was good. It was a lot of fun, but for me, it was like, it was, I was celebrating because I won my first parlay that that weekend, but it was at your expense and it was kind of like, yeah, I felt bad about it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So yeah, that was cool. And I definitely have some things cooking that I'm going to talk about uh, in the Thursday episode, because there's one one team that just stinks and uh, I'm going to bet against them for the remainder of the season. I think I can't wait. It's free right. money in my mind. I actually did end up betting on the old Miss game as well. I took the under, it was 66 and a half, the point total. I took under and that one hit for me as well, but I only put like a dollar or two on it. Okay. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Not terribly successful weekend, but I'll take it. I finished in the green. It sounds like the under in some of these, some of these SEC games might be the move. Like I mm-hmm. looking ahead, I like the under when Alabama goes to Death Valley already. That's always yeah. a low scoring game, yeah. in my opinion. Like a really like a Let's... 17, 14 mm-hmm. type game, something like that. So I look forward to that one. Brandon, how about you? Any bets this week or no? Did you refrain? No, no bets this weekend. <laughs> Bank account didn't allow it. But uh Fair. moving forward, I think might get back in the game, put some one, two, two dollar parlays down. You yeah, know, I haven't hit my first one yet. So we need to, to see the results, and then once that happens, I mean, you're, you're hooked. What we should do, new segment idea, is we should each input one thing and make a three-leg parlay and call it, like, the three-and-out parlay. And, like, so that – that and we all, like, place it. And then, like – that. so we're trying to help each other out. We're not trying to screw each other. That's be, so we cool. put our brains together, we, and we try uh, and like make money together every week. Yes. I, I like that a lot. <laughs> that sounds like it has well, potential. Well, I'll be smarter about that than my lock of the week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair. We'll, we'll get into that. That's, that could be a fun little segment for sure. I already know who I'm, like if we do that this weekend, I already know who I'm taking. Uh, I'm just going to actually tease it. Do it. Oh, over the knee. If you guys saw the Duke <laughs> player do that for the video visual, yeah. take the U and break it over the knee because Miami might be the deadest program in college football right now. That's really that's all I have to say. That, that's honestly a mic drop moment, in my opinion, unless you have anything else you want to add for this episode. Miami dogs. thinks, uh, we have a lot to say about Georgia on, on Thursday's episode, which will be the meteor episode where we get all of our picks, our bets, our uh, super dog, if you will, which we're going to think of a more creative name for probably. We're getting into the rhythm of it still, and it's going to be fun to continue doing this every single week because it's therapy for me. I don't know about you. It's fun as hell to come on these and just Absolutely. shoot the shit for an hour or so. Great, great creative outlet, you know. Just, Absolutely. We, we call it this anyways, you know, it's yeah. just like rounding conversations is great. Yeah. It's a blast. And we appreciate you guys for watching. So if you're here on YouTube, thank you so much. Be sure to hit that like button. Comment down below some of your picks and your thoughts on the week eight games from last weekend. Check us out on Spotify and other social medias, which are all linked in the description of the video version. And we will see you, ladies and gentlemen, on Thursday for our week eight, or excuse me, week nine picks and much more. How is it already week nine? Wild. Time, time flies. Ugh.